And welcome back to Rad Country. I am one of your hosts, Nick Rucker, and as always, my other host, darker than usual host, darker than usual. (laughs) (laughs) It's hot out there, man. You almost look like he's a Puerto Rican baseball pitcher. You're no longer black. That's really specific. It is. That's what I pictured when I saw you. <laughs> Just a Puerto Rican pitcher. Pitcher, yeah. Sweet. Um, hey, so what a uh, interesting couple of weeks. I yeah. didn't. Th- I didn't think I could be emotionally. I. It's been a long time since I've been like emotionally exhausted, but mm-hmm. it's been an emotionally exhausting past couple weeks first it started with the hailstorm that ran through here um Mm. almost almost two weeks ago almost and destroyed my roof my siding and and uh my both vehicles and i filed a claim for my truck Mm-hmm. And then four days later, I pick up Will from daycare and we're driving down Q Street going towards Millard Avenue. And we're getting, of course, it's 530. So traffic's, you know, pretty congested. And we're coming up to that stoplight. I was at a complete stop and we were sitting there for maybe 15 seconds. And all I hear is tires squealing behind me. Mm-hmm. I look in my rearview mirror and there's a car like right behind me. Nothing's going on. But then I hear feel boom. And I, the car behind me got hit by a guy who was driving probably 45, 50 miles an hour and didn't Jeez. stop. Hit him, hit the car behind me. Then it hit me. Then it hit the car and I hit the car in front of me, but I didn't hit them as hard as I had my foot on the brake. Obviously we we're at a complete stop. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I just look back and my first reaction is like, oh my God. Well, like I hear Will crying. So I'm like, he's okay. Yeah. And uh, get out of the, I'm like, I'm trying to like gather my thoughts because my first reaction is like, don't get out of the car because you're still, there's like traffic everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like trying to get towards the back to see, phys- phys- physically see him. And um, I see that, you know, he's okay. And I just kind of look and there's like a, Ford Explorer or Ford Expedition or something basically in the back of my truck, like (laughs) in the bed. Uh, And so um, I get out. I finally just like, oh, okay, I think it's okay. I get out and uh, get him out of his car seat. He's just wailing. And uh, of course, his car seat's rear facing. So he saw the whole thing happen. And, And so I get him out. And I make sure he's okay and he's fine. The lady behind us in the car was like not moving well. She couldn't get out. And so we helped her get out of her car. And as I'm still like holding Will at the same time. So it's like, what? It's just like, I want to help, but I can't. I got this kid. And (laughs) anyway, anyway, so we're there for, I, oh, the fire department responded within like probably five minutes, which was fine. And then, the uh, um, uh, cops showed up and we were there for probably like all in all two hours before 
tow truck came and got my truck and and uh it was totaled and uh i was it. like this is the worst time to try to buy a vehicle <laughs> yes so insurance is just like insur- insurance is good but like whenever it comes down to like hey i need a rental car i need all this stuff i've had a rental car for a week now i think well it's been less than that it's been i got it Saturday. So it's been a little bit shorter than that. Anyway, so I got that and I've only got it until Saturday. Hmm. So I had to, I had to find a truck. So I started combing the internet and really my brain was like, I'll just find one here in Omaha. I went through Woodhouse the first time and I'd be able to find one there. And I started looking at the Broncos and I was like, ah, it would be cool, but I'm like, I don't really want that payment like that, yeah, that much. And so, um, I just got on CarGurus and I downloaded that app. Mm-hmm. And so they comb everywhere in the United States, like all. And so I typed in there kind of like what I was looking for and how much I wanted to spend. And they started going through. And I thought that this truck I found, um, was in omaha mm-hmm. and i was like oh that that's convenient because and i looked and it was there was one in harlan iowa there was one here in omaha but the one here in omaha that i saw was like had a salvage title and i was like oh that's never good like yeah probably don't want that pretty, probably sketchy anyway so i skipped on that one and then i found this one and i reached out and then i sent it to leslie and leslie goes you know that truck's in minneapolis minnesota right i was like and i like at that point i'd already made up my mind so i was looking for gmc's because i always wanted a gmc uh sierra uh, 1500 and so i found this truck and i'm just like how could my brain starts working it over how can i make this work how can i make this work and so what's pretty cool nowadays is that they'll deliver them to your house whether or not they're brand new so it's a 2015 gmc sierra um less than 100,000 miles on it and it's just like in pristine condition. And so I, you know, told them, Hey, this is where I live. And so they were going to deliver it. But then my insurance company called and said, Hey, we uh, need you to turn that car back in on Saturday. Well, it takes a week to 10 days to finalize and get a vehicle delivered to you. So it would take like 10 more days from Mm -hmm. tomorrow. And so I was like, whatever so i we we've made a thing of it so now we're going we're going to drive to minneapolis friday night get there and we're going to stay the night and uh then i'm going to go pick the truck up on saturday morning and then we're going to go to uh, great wolf lodge there hang out for the day stay the night again and then come home on sunday so it's just kind of in a so we're trying strange way it's it's worked out i just didn't oh. like interest rates interest rates are ridiculous <laughs> right now like on vehicles yeah and i don't even want it it's not it's not above 10 but like 10 percent. but mm-hmm. it's pretty goddamn close and <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how good your credit is it's just like like yeah I the, kind of a, the economy is shit yeah right it's now. a horrible horrible time to you know be asking for a loan basically right it's a great time to sell shit yes but 
Don't and, buy uh, <laughs> so, so in the midst of all that Father's Day and, you know, I, uh, I think I, well, we, we had a conversation a little bit, but um, yeah. I think in my book, I talk about like how basically my grandpa raised me and like, he was, he was my dad mm-hmm. and um, uh, we went, he, he's been, he said myeloma, which is a blood, basically a blood cancer in your blood. Yeah. And that's, that's what got my stepdad. Yeah. And he's had it for two years going on and he's been pretty, pretty tough for the past two years. He's been in and out of the hospital, but nothing, nothing too, you know, it's, it's like he's getting a blood transfusion stuff like that. That's what it entails. And so I went, he, he had got admitted to the hospital and it was just like, I guess I got into the routine of it. It's like, Oh, he's in the hospital again. That's, that's, it just has been that way for a while. <clears throat> and then they said, uh, Friday, my, I think it was my grandma or my mom. Somebody called me and said, Hey, they're moving him to St. Joe because that's where like his heart doctor's at. And I'm like, cause he's got, um, congestive heart failure as well. And he just had Valve, valve replacement surgery earlier this year. So he has, I think I talked about it a while back, but he had a, a cow's valve um, put into on his heart. So nice. it was funny. He'd worked cattle his whole life. So finally they're a part of him. Officially. So, <clears throat> so um, I, we, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, but, you know, they just, I knew he was down at St. Joe and I was like, you know, I should, I should go see him since he's, since he's down there. And, mm-hmm. and uh, well, actually he was in Maryville, sorry. And on the way to Maryville to go see him there, my mom called me and said, Hey, they're transporting grandpa to St. Joe. And I was like, well, this is, that's odd because, you know, like, why can't he just get in the car and grandma will take him anyway? Mm-hmm. So we get down there and, and, you know, it just was expecting, you know, he's, he just, he just had a blood transfusion that morning. And usually after he gets a blood transfusion, he's feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, his blood, he needs blood platelets. So the blood platelets that he has to get are in St. Joe and they don't store them, I guess, in Maryville anyway. Mm-hmm. So I get down there and, we're just kind of hanging out and talking nothing really grandpa just looks tired and like like he's sick you know like he has for the past year just getting kind of a slow decline and they're waiting to hear from this doctor that that is in st joe and to tell him kind of like hey he needs to know what his diet is for the weekend and like what he can eat like what what's the what medicine he needs to be on and all this stuff because he's got he had a, he has like a, a wound on his foot and I'm not sure if it was just like a sore that turned into something. Cause like, like in the condition that he's in, like the smallest thing becomes the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if he gets, if he gets a paper cut, like it could, it could kill him. That's just like how serious that this is. Yeah. Damn. And so the doctor comes in and we're just kind of all just sitting there like nothing's going on and he's like hey like basically tells us like it's probably good that you're all here um oh shit and says like here's 
here's the deal. He's like, I'm not going to bullshit you. You've got congestive heart failure. You've got the myeloma that's taken over 80% of your bone marrow. And he's like, to fix one, I have to jeopardize the other. And so we're kind of damned if we do, damned if we don't. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to just tell you, we're going to try to make you as comfortable as possible. But, you know, it, he's like, this is kind of the end. And we're all just like, what the fuck? This is from left field, man. Like, like, yeah. I, like butter me up or something, you know? And uh, so the the whole vibe in the room just it goes through the shitter very quick yeah. uh i broke down and i feel like i've, I've kind of ran out of breaking down um so they grandpa just you know shared some stuff with us and he's not ready to go um and we're not ready for him to go and i think that that's probably the hardest part of accepting everything that's kind of going on is, yeah I think like he wants to go home and I don't blame him. Like I wouldn't want to die in a hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. I would rather die somewhere where I'm comfortable and I know where I'm at and somewhere that, I mean, he's lived there for more than 66 years. It's just like my grandma and grandpa just celebrated their 66th wedding anniversary um, a few weeks ago. And uh, they, you know, it's just what he's always known. And, so it's just been like roller coaster, like, uh, you know, like emotions yeah. will be fine. And the next minute you just think like, because even I guess talking in the book, in my book, you know, my grandpa's helped me. He's always been there for me in those in the times whenever a lot of people just wouldn't probably mm-hmm. like lesser of people would probably like my dad, for instance, like we'll get on that here in a second. But times that my dad's thrown in the towel grandpa never did and he's always been there and for us to be at this point to where it's like i can't help him and yeah and it's almost i know i haven't looked at it as like it's not fair um because i feel like but he gave me a look while we were there that just was like help me and i can't and I think that that's probably that's probably the hardest. That's definitely to this point in my life the single most hardest thing I've ever experienced is to it. It's funny, I and not to like downplay it at all, but in comparison, it's like whenever you're a kid and you've got a girlfriend and you you guys break up and it's just absolutely devastating. And you just don't want to like go on. And yeah. that's, that's exactly what it feels like, except yeah. for it's something that you can't change. And it's just it's a real it. feeling of loss. Very much so. Cause <clears throat> I think of, I think of it in these small glimpses. Cause I've called him every single day now, just to, uh, since I'm going back on Thursday to see him, but every single day I've called him and I was, I just always in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's going to be a day when I can't call him. And, yeah. and that's that, that probably hurts the most is just knowing that these, these days are limited. And 
I, you know, I just always, I took for granted so much. Um, and thinking that, you know, there's looking at other people that lost relatives and, and grandparents and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, that, you know, when the time comes, I'll be fine. <clears throat> and so I think that people that are listening, it's just, just know that anything can change in a moment, even if you don't expect it. And so I really do now believe that like take advantage of the time that you have because it is very important and it it shouldn't have taken him getting, you know, terminally ill in order for me to, you know, say that, Hey, I should call him every day. And yeah, it doesn't feel like that hard of a task once you start doing it. But when you don't do it, I think this is where most people get kind of just comfortable in the routine of life. You know, it's like, oh, I was too busy. I'll get to it at some point. Well, yes, like you're saying, some point comes around and maybe it doesn't look like what you want it to look like. Yes. It's, uh, (laughs) you said earlier, butter me up or something, you know, like you can't, there's no... There's no great time to hear something like that about somebody that means something to you. And uh, last week, um, my brother came over. He was working right up the street from my house. And I hadn't left for the day yet. And he's like, hey, you got a couple fuses. Wanted to borrow a couple fuses from me. And... So he come down to the house to get him and he was on speakerphone. Well, had just got on speakerphone whenever he walked around the corner to my garage. And he's like, hold on real quick. Uh, my old lady's calling me kind of freaking out. Uh, she's at her dad's house and the police are there. And we're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <clears throat> well, a little bit of backstory and a great guy, but struggled with alcoholism. So I don't don't want to make it sound like he's a bad guy or anything like that. Just alcoholic and family knew it and had a little bit of medical history, things like that. Anyway, yeah. was on the phone. Police are asking her, hey, do you have a key? Otherwise, we'll kick down the door. They'd been trying to call. They could hear his phone ringing, but he wasn't answering. Um, they go in, long story short, they go in and come back out. And he's expired at his kitchen table. And it was really? like, yeah, watching my brother, you know, just kind of hear that on speakerphone and, you know, fall to his knees in my driveway. And of course, you know, my sister-in-law is freaking out on the other end of the phone, you know, just found out the police literally just kind of told her, you know, that her, their dad passed away. But it's like, holy shit, you're right. It's like, there's no, who, how do you get buttered up for that? You just wake up right. one morning and <clears throat> go down to your basement to work. And all of a sudden you get a call that, you know one of your parents passed away alone. And like, we go in, they brought him out while we went around in the front or I took my brother there and hung out with them for a bit. And uh, they brought him out and we went in just to make sure everything was turned off in the house and stuff like that. You know, no, no safety hazards while they make their own, you know, preparations for everything. And there was a, a steak sitting on the counter like seasoned ready to be cooked and a baked potato in the oven it was just like had a heart attack 
just fucking making dinner. Yeah. Like his neighbor, his neighbor came over and he had just talked to him the night before. And anyway, it was, I can empathize with you <laughs> in watching this roller coaster of emotions happen. <clears throat> it's, uh, I definitely, that would be like a parent would be, I, I don't know if it would be worse or not, but, uh, yeah, that's, you're right. There's not really a good time to hear that kind of stuff. And there's not really a bad time, I guess. Um, yeah. It's just more of like, hey, it's time. And um, it, I think it's, you know, I've, I've had a few days. It's been like, even in your, in their, your brother's circumstance, you know, there was not like a big buildup to it. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's it was just done. And yeah. now it's it feels more like a buildup and, and I think that, um, yeah, there's, there was no, I'm kind of glad that he was honest with us because had it not, then it would be like, Oh, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. But, right. uh, he's grandpa had to know why he can't go home, you know, like, mm-hmm. well, you're, you're going to be in here a while. So kind of deal. And it's just, um, yeah, it, it's just a funny time it's as we get as i get older older things happen and um talking to my brother about that the older i get the more i think about my own or just not even my own but just mortality in general yeah people well people start to start to pass away that you know that are closer and closer to you kind of thing and it's not like a free like somebody got into a car accident those are kind of they're unexplainable but accidents happen type thing but when people start passing away from you know just living a full life it's like oh yeah well we're not getting younger (laughs) well that's that's the crazy thing and the thing that i started thinking more about was like there's going to be a time when i'm right there and there's going to be I just hope that I'm surrounded by people that many people, you know, <clears throat> that are that upset about it and everything else. Cause I, that's whatever it's funny. Cause thinking about like my dad and stuff like that, cause I don't know if I would be there for my dad at this point, you know, yeah. um, just because there was a time, I think I was there when my grandpa Rucker was on, on that at that point And, went to his house and he was they let him go home because he was he was dying he wanted to be home Mm -hmm. and uh i didn't have that close of attachment with him but i just remember my grandpa rucker apologizing to me in the room for how he treated me all those years and acting like Mm -hmm. basically i wasn't i wasn't his grandkid and i was like it's just like thanks and now now my dad's the same way you know like yeah. it, it's just Fuck. like and i'm sure that you can you you know you can yeah. definitely agree that whether or not yeah. he's your dad or or family sometimes it's just like it's not in the cards for both of you like <laughs> right <clears throat> so yeah so emotional, emotional roller coasters uh not with death and i'm very sorry to hear about your grandpa man um you know, I'm, I'm here. If you need anything. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. clears throat> anyway, 
if we're switching gears a little bit, um, dude, yeah, emotional roller coaster. I, I can't remember how long ago. If it was two, three weeks ago, somewhere in there, maybe a month by now. Um, I had a real tough conversation. <laughs> uh, tough conversation with my dad. Um, we've struggled throughout the years. I mean, you know, you know a lot of the story. And I think I've told this, some of the story here. Um, and a lot of it, you know, I keep reserved out of some, at this point, I think it's just out of some bullshit respect, really. Like, you know, I'm kind of conserve, I guess, uh, someone else's dignity, but you know, the truth is the truth. So <laughs> the story is yeah. a story. Um, anyway, so we had a tough conversation and basically what happened, um, during that conversation is I learned that, you know, he just decided that he was never going to live in near, you know, us, his kids or his grandkids, which <clears throat> was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Like after, you know, as long as I can remember trying to, you know, be, a, be attached to this person, be a son, be a dad, you know, have a son dad relationship that you always, yeah. you know, every little kid wants their dad rooting for him at a baseball game. And when you don't have it, fucking sucks <clears throat> um so anyway to, to to learn that that day freaked i just freaked the fuck out it was like okay that's fine but you have to know that this that means all these things and not because uh not for ego or any other reason it's just you know i cannot figure out a way to make Given given the past, right? Mm -hmm. You can't figure out a way to make it okay to continue to have like a long distance relationship, basically. So yeah. maybe I'm still conserving a little bit. I hope I'm making sense. Um, yeah, no, I get it. Mostly don't want to be boring for anybody listening. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, man. Um, and that led us down, you know, pretty dark conversation, you know, cause I was mad. I was trying to be a little bit, uh, I was trying to be as reasonable as possible, but I was mad. I was sad at the same time, you know, having a conversation. So, and then I explained to you in that, in that text, it's like, when do you, when is it okay? So I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question. When is it okay? Cause it's not really ever okay, but when is it okay for someone to just kind of be, be dead to you? which yeah. really fucking sucks because they're not dead. They're completely alive. I mean, he is probably going to listen to this episode type thing. You know what I mean? But like, um, it's, it's such a weird fucking place to be. And so, yeah, you go through these emotional ups and downs. I think I just hit like this really super low emotionally mm -hmm. that in most respects, I had never even felt before because it was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like I've spent my yeah. entire life trying to, trying to like, fight for the scenario emotionally, you know? And then all of a yeah. sudden it's like, I don't have the bandwidth to keep fighting for this because, you know, yada, yada. So anyway, there's no end to this story because we're in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well. It's a, it's a fucking, it's a weird place to be, especially as we're talking about dads and dad figures and Father's Day and all of that. It's uh, that's 
same situation, man. It was my dad and I cut ties through two years ago, February. And um, I haven't spoken to him since, haven't seen him since um, our trip. And, and I've all, but I've sent, I sent two texts. I sent one saying, Hey, we need to work this out. Like we had a misunderstanding. Well, I think it was, I called a misunderstanding on mm-hmm. our trip to Hawaii. There was nothing bad that happened there aside from, I think some jealousy stuff. I really do. I think that's what mm-hmm. it comes down to. And anyway, um, and then I sent him a text after my son was born and said, Hey, I think we should basically fix things because you're, you're a grandpa again. Um, or you're a grandpa. Never heard back. He read it. He never texts back. And it's just like, that was the nail in the coffin for me was like, yeah, yeah my efforts my, or my energy is not going into this anymore. Um, right. And so I think every now and then I'll, you know, my mind will drift back to it and think, you know, this isn't fair. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I want, you know, especially on Father's Day, because yeah. I mean, you're like me, you know, you get on Facebook and like, you see all these guys are like, your friends are like posting about like, <clears throat> I love my dad and like my dad, yes. I listen to like, like, uh, you know, um, Tom Segura talk about like his dad on like all the podcasts and stuff. And I'm just like, how come I can't have a good guy like that as my yes. dad? Like, like, why right. does it have to be this fucking emotional fucking vampire that just sucks the life out of out of yes. everything around him, you know. Yes. And so, and it's not. And it would be one thing if it was just like him and I that had a falling out, but he's had a falling out with at least you know every single one of my siblings because I have yeah. four other siblings with. And at some point, he has said, "That's it with one of us." At some point, this is the second time he's done it to me, and mm-hmm. so. <clears throat> I think that this at this point, I'm gonna. I'm definitely more protective of like the things that I'm. I oversee like my kid and like uh, my life now because mm-hmm. you're not. It's like hey man, you're not gonna just come in and like like a fucking and like <laughs> be something that be be something that you're not. Whenever I know better, like right and. I think my natural instinct is always to like find out where, what did I do that could have caused this? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's never like in my brain, I've never been able to understand the scenario and why it happened. It was something so silly. And so just like any normal person would just be like, Oh, I'm glad you had fun. Like not mm-hmm. be like, oh, you did that without me, kind of, like, like, I'm still, like, in my brain, it's still, like, I remember sitting there telling Leslie that day, like, what the fuck is happening? Like, am I miss, am I missing something right now? Do you understand this? And she's like, no, this is completely fucking insane. And I'm like, this is what happens. This happens every fucking full moon. Like, (laughs) And so I totally get what you're saying, though. And whenever you sent me that text about, like, when is a good time to just let go? 
and I was like, you know, I've got somebody who was my father figure, and I think I was in the in the room where I just left with my grandpa whenever you said sent that text, and I was like, this is somebody that would never not answer my phone call if I called him, if I needed mm. something, if I needed five hundred dollars, he would sell the shirt all of his clothes anything to make that happen if it was something whenever i woke up and i was about died from alcohol poison he is the person that i woke up to and he was right there next to me and mm-hmm. and i'm like this is the person i want to fight for i don't want to fight for this guy who doesn't understand how to love another person oh my god i'm glad you say that <laughs> that's my issue right now <laughs> i don't yeah. understand because I can't imagine um, making some of the same decisions as it pertains to my own kids. Yeah. So the way that my just inner philosophy works doesn't dictate, I suppose that someone, I mean, I, I guess what it dictates is that the love that you have for your children specifically, I can give a fuck how you love other people. Cause that's irrelevant to like, you know, me and my, relationship with you, you know, my dad, like if one of my kids, even one of them, but it isn't just one of them saying these things. Right. So, um, if, even if one of them made some claim, like, Hey, you don't love me. I just want to be with you to sit across the table to figure out how to do the rest of like my older adult life. Right. I'm staring fucking 40 in the face. That's a whole new frontier. Yeah. That's like, that's like a super adult. (laughs) Right. Over the hill, over the fucking hill. (laughs) So, um, yeah, to be able to sit across the table and like have the personal connection that like I never had growing up. And so now I'm saying, Hey, like, I need you to step up to the plate. Like you said earlier, you know, where, he may have, uh, what did you say, dropped the ball or something like that, or mm-hmm. not even dropped the ball. I just feel like he didn't even fucking try to have the ball. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you just skirted out on <clears throat> that part, which, fine, we can forgive that. That was, you know, 30 years ago. But as I'm looking at the next 30 years, like, this is an opportunity, right? That's mm-hmm. the way I see it. <clears throat> yeah. So if one of my kids is telling me this, I'm going to move like heaven and hell to do it or heaven and earth. I'm going to move heaven and hell. Fuck it. Not heaven. And earth. I'm move heaven <laughs> At the hell. same time. At the same fucking time. You're both coming with me. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get over here. <laughs> uh, I'm moving heaven and earth to make sure that like my kid feels fulfilled in our relationship, whatever that means. If that means dropping what I'm doing right now in this moment, turning off this podcast and driving across the country, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. That'd be but, weird if your kid was across the country right now. It would be. <laughs> Especially if I chose for it to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The <clears throat> I think I definitely feel like the, the, the hitting 40 point is going to be like, well, is this halfway? <laughs> you know, I'm in. I don't want it to be halfway. I'm holding out hope here that 
yeah. science fucking figures it out. <laughs> but but I, I think, you know, there was a moment whenever Grandpa said, you know, I we were all crying and he was just like, I was, I just wanted to watch your boys, myself and my cousins play baseball. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that was what did it for me was just kind of like, you're not, you're not going to get to like, that's, you know, and that's like what, that's the hard pill to swallow. And this, and I just told him, I was like, I know what I'm feeling right now. And I can't imagine what you're feeling. I can't even begin to imagine what you're feeling right now to know that you're sitting there and you're the one that has the, that cross the bear at this moment. Yeah. And I said, I, I, wish i could take it away for you like i really really do but i don't know how and it's just it it's just the whole cycle the whole cycle of life and starting to look at things like from a whole thousand foot view like like backing up and saying well i was looking at pictures of my great grandparents not too long ago with me on their porch with this monkey and all this stuff and i was like that's Will right now. Will Will is that's his experience with his great grandparents and people die and and people continue living and one of these days Will's going to have kids and Will's kids are going to be watching me die and it's just like they're not going to understand but Will will and uh Will will and uh <laughs> and it's just a cycle of a cycle of life I guess but yeah it just sucks. It, is. it yeah. <laughs> I we, this is really dumb. Uh, we're toward the end of watching that show Viking, and it threw me into like being super fascinated with Viking culture and all of this. And uh, I think I told you that before. But anyway, one of the things that fascinates me is their excitement around death. Like they basically, I think there's jokes, like inside jokes with Vikings. Like they they live to die like that's they really want to they want to go to Valhalla to like drink with the gods and be there you know what I mean <clears throat> or even if they're not in Valhalla there's I don't know whatever the fuck there's a lot of belief there but anyway it just seems like the Viking culture just really is accepting of death and they put a lot of you know um, pride around it it's so opposite of how I think I try not to be afraid when I think about death, that's basically where I'm at. Like that, in no way, though, am I welcoming it. You know what I mean? Well, well, I can understand why people would go to church and stuff like that because it does paint a pretty good picture for you. You know, right? I think that oh. is one of the really good things about religion. It gives yeah. you hope in death, right? If and, if nothing and, else, I mean, if that makes it easier, then that makes it easier. But um, I don't, I don't know that, you know, I don't know that I could be bought into that or not, but <clears throat> because, I mean, I feel like my grandpa has been pretty religious as far as like going to church and stuff like that. He's been around it and, yeah. and, um, the, um, I think, yeah, this is going to be a year of growth. That's for sure. Because I always said if, if he dies, I don't know what I'm going to do. But that's just, I guess it's like, for me, it's like, 
hey nick guess what you give a shit about something more than yourself so <laughs> yes and this is your reminder that like you need to spread that around to more than one person yeah. <laughs> and um <clears throat> that's uh, man that's it's just it's a bummer it really is and to it like is. and it's not I'm like that's been my way of making light of it it's calling it a bummer um yeah. it's because because for real like i could sit there and i could blame something or blame cancer or blame heart failure or whatever the case may be but really it's just it's out of our hands it's something that's just like decided Dude. and just like just like with our our dads when you beat dads, your biological meat suit up for 80 years <clears throat> sometimes it has malfunctions yeah 85 years man yeah and 85 he, he he was sitting there going through with us. He's like, these are all the times I should have probably died before this. <laughs> and well, there's all there these, you go. All, <clears throat> dude, two, two, three years ago, I mean, stuff popped up in my Facebook feed because I had to leave work for like two days because I had to go back and help him uh, work cattle because he had been trampled by two cows. I'm like, Grandpa, you're 82 years old. And you're still out here working cattle like you're fucking 25. Yeah. Like you, you should probably take a step back. But he's just one of those guys that like, hey, as soon as he stops working, like he's gonna start dying. He's gonna get busy, yeah. literally dying. And yeah. so it's just, um, it's too bad. It is. But I think it's funny. It's not well. It's not funny. But it's interesting that. <clears throat> going from Saturday getting that news to now I've cried so much at just random yeah. times and Dude. trying to like understand it and being like laying here just like like I can't you know I wish he was in Omaha in the hospital so I could go see him every single day mm -hmm. but he's unfortunately two hours away and just trying to make sense of of what is happening? You know, like mm -hmm. what, what does happen whenever you die? Like, and one of the things that made me feel better that day, and I think I made the whole room. So whenever my, like my grandparents had three daughters and so they had my mom, they had my aunt Kathy, and then they had my other aunt Connie. And so they, Kathy's the oldest, mom's was the youngest, and then Connie was in the middle. Well, Connie died in a car accident when she was 16. And the I just remember my grandma, I think, saying, she said, I think the hardest news I ever thought I would get was that my daughter died in a car accident. And then it all just kind of like I can't remember. That's what that's what was said was I can't remember who said it, but they oh was that I'm kind of jealous knowing that you're going to see Connie before the rest of us. Mm. Um, and I was just like, there was just like this whole like eerie, like goosebump feeling was like, maybe that is, that's what's going to happen. He's going right. to, if I knew like, if I knew like there was like, like right now, like if he, if he passes away and he's in the afterlife, 
and I know that I'm going to see him again, like that makes me feel better. And it's just like, that's who I would want to go see. You know, it's like, it's going to suck that I have to wait however X many amount of years to make that happen again. But that's just like, if that makes me, you know, if that makes everybody feel better and stuff like that, then yeah, that's where I should focus my energy. But life's going to change. It's just like, it's going to change for the simple fact that I'm going to know that if he's looking down on me, like I have to hold myself to a higher standard, like, because there's just no way that I'm going to be able to like, I already do hold myself to a pretty high standard, but regardless, it's just like an even higher standard because now I know somebody set the bar fairly high. And now I have to get to that point and he's going to be, he's going to be watching and making sure that I do. Yep. It's kind of like that. You do, you do good. Like, especially when no one's watching type thing, Yeah. but sometimes you can slip because you like, you know, no one's watching. Um, but like now you don't know that he's not watching. Right. You know, like maybe, maybe not, but like the whole, like maybe part, is like, yeah, better get my shit together. Yeah. <clears throat> better better do a really good job every time. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 unfortunate, but you know, it it is kind of what it is, and I can't it's, change it. It's stories like that that make me um gosh, it's kind of like a confirmation. It's sad. Um, but kind of like a confirmation. I was going to ask you, are you crying only as it pertains to your grandpa? Or do you find yourself like just crying at random things? Like just emotional things make you emotional to the point where you're like, that's kind of how it's coming out. Um, no, I don't really. I mean, it's more of like thinking about like things he said, you know, since we've found all this out and replaying those in my head. And just so in right. those moments, in those moments, I'm like, I know what triggers it, my triggers it <clears throat> and trying to avoid that. And yeah, but there are things like seeing Will now and I'm just kind of like, I see that what things he said about wanting to see him play baseball. And, and I'm like, I think somebody that day said, Grandpa, you will, you'll be able to watch him. It's just, you know, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to die myself right here yeah. if you don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I, I only I asked that because yeah, then I said joking with Becky the other night, like goodness, like I just keep like randomly starting to cry. Like everything is making me so emotional because of this roller coaster <laughs> that we were talking about. It's like fuck. Um, yeah. but well, I was I, saying like stuff like this stories like that stories like uh my brother's father-in-law like it's kind of like this weird confirmation that is a sad confirmation that um shit there is only so much time in life first of all maybe almost half of it is done for me for us and you're right. Like I have so much energy to like put elsewhere <laughs> yeah. than, to, than to sink into this situation that like, 
I want to be able to view my dad the way you view your grandpa, you know, or the way that, you know, other people view their dads, but it's just, it can't fucking happen because, well, I don't know. He's not, he's not a hero. He's not like the, that fucking person, you know, that, that has those things that you think of and you, you know, you start to get emotional about, unless it's like making me upset. Yeah. Which is, which is unfortunate, but it's this weird confirmation almost like, fuck, okay, well, it's okay to like, let go kind of in a similar way that people are forced to let go mm-hmm. when someone dies. <clears throat> yeah, I, it would be in that, what you're talking about, be like, well, you know, it would be a perfect scenario where my dad is in that room with me and we're both talking to my grandpa and we've both been affected by his you know existence and and my dad's consoling me and you know that's it's kind of like there there's this isn't that that there which is i just don't get it i i probably yeah. never will how you can just write off a a, a, a kid yeah. <clears throat> especially like i could imagine like going upstairs and be like all right well so you're gonna go with your mom and and i'm not going to have anything to do with you you figure out how to be a person and a man all by yourself i got shit to do yeah yeah good luck yeah (laughs) figure it out yeah that's where uh you know you fuck up a lot in order to figure it out on your own that's for sure (laughs) you do fuck up a lot it doesn't stop i'm still yeah (laughs) but no, it's, it, it's an, all that, you know, it's interesting because I never knew what it would feel like. And now I know. Um, and so I just, I think what I keep going back to is trying to understand it from his perspective. And it's like, I, I, so the one time that I went skydiving and you go, you you know you take the plane all the way up and you're in the you're said i was in the i went skydiving by myself so i was in the plane by myself with people i didn't know and all the way up i'm just like oh this is a bad idea like as we gradually get higher (laughs) this is a fucking bad idea and then you get up to thirteen thousand feet and the guy's like, okay, let's go. And okay. he hooks up to me and we're getting ready to jump. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this at all. What the fuck am I doing? Like, but <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden it's just it's just happening. Yeah. And I I feel like that might be death. Is it's like it's just it just happens. Yeah. And you don't really know what to do and then all of a sudden you find yourself and like well, this isn't so bad maybe um hopefully that's the the experience in death yes but well buddy uh it sounds like the cavalry just came back home so i probably better cut this a little short but <laughs> sounds good <laughs> so yeah that was a good conversation. I've been looking forward to talking to you about it and stuff like that. So it's like, uh, it, it doesn't, it has, it hasn't hurt as much as it did 
a few days ago. So it's getting, it's slowly just a build up to, I think it'll be another big emotional roller coaster again at some point, but right now it feels okay. So, yeah. Do, uh, my experiences over the last month have opened up, have removed my writer's block. Let's put it that way. I've like nice. been stricken with this spell for like two and a half years. I haven't been able to really write shit longer than just like short journal entries. Um, so maybe you can find inspiration in your grandpa. I, I think I already do. I think it's, it's there. I just uh, have to start writing it. Yeah. Um, we'll take some time to breathe first. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've got to take <laughs> some time to process it. And, and everything else and which is slowly kind of happening but i don't think you really understand what he's going through until it happens to you right in all complete honesty like especially whenever it's something terminal and you know it's just like i think we all wish that we would just go in our sleep and not really there's no build up to it and or you know something sudden happen and just quick and somewhere something you don't you don't have to know about it <clears throat> Yeah, and yeah. it's just more of like a, every day you're just rolling the dice. Come on, what am I going to get today? Yeah. So, well, big hugs for you and Grandpa. Big virtual buddy. hugs. I'll be your dad if you be mine. So I'll be your dad. <laughs> Ew. So, we're going to talk about OnlyFans. Oh, not only fans. Oh, sorry. <laughs> not dad. Yes. Not dad. I will, I will be your father. Oh, gosh. That's so charming. You're such a I'm, cute boy. I'm moving to, Mar <laughs> moving to Maryville. <laughs> sorry, baby. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, <laughs> you, you have a good rest of the week, and I'll see you next week. All right, man. Later. Later. So blind, made perfection, but I'm getting it right.